Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we are going to do another podcast. So um, sometimes people wonder why am I not doing as well as other people who are doing the same things as me, have the same education as me, same systems, same business, all of that. Uh, So today we're going to jump in and talk a little bit about that and just what makes people different even though they have all of the same tools. All right, guys, welcome back to the EJ. Got the usual suspects here, Dr. Jason, Dr. Brandon, and Chelsea's with us today as well from from the chilly state of Colorado this time of year. It's not (laughs) that cold. It's actually like 62. Like that's what they always say. So yeah, I was in the mountains yesterday and it was pretty cold. Yeah, Uh, it is nice here. 85 degrees. We were on the golf course yesterday. Uh, Yeah, it was was hot. I I was sweating. It was beautiful. Yeah. It got chilly last week down into the uh, high 60s, but we're back. <laughs> anyway, that's not why we're, we're here today. Uh, we're going to do another great podcast. And so should we talk about COVID? No, no. not COVID. No. Just kidding. Uh, today, let's talk about, I was thinking, so let's, there's successful people and then there's super successful, right? And then there's mediocre and then there's like gigantically successful. What? People that want it, smart people, good people. Take a doctor of chiropractic. What makes one person have a practice that's just extraordinary and one that also works their ass off, loves a profession that has a good practice versus one that has an average practice? What if they're even doing the same things? What if they're doing the same systems to get that practice? What makes the difference between extraordinary and mediocrity when it comes to people that say, I'm doing the same shit. I keep doing it. I'm doing the work as well. What's the difference? Okay. Well, that's it. How long we got? Lots of things. You got about you got about 25 minutes. Oh man. Go. That's I don't know. 24 <laughs> minutes. Okay. Um, they're doing the same. I, I, I have a lot of stuff coming to mind as you were talking about that. My first one would be discipline. That that they set a track, set a standard, set a, a discipline of their daily routines, even. And there's no deviation whatsoever. I mean, they're just on on it. Their their pre-shift starts at 740. They got a red sheet filled out. These are terms, I guess, for us, but yeah. Um, things in the in the in the system that we've created that they just never falter on. Where other offices, other doctors, I'm like, yeah, sometimes we do that. Sometimes we start at eight. Sometimes I don't even get here until 850 or 750. And you know, there's just no discipline to that routine that creates ease, success. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what we deal with all the time. Right. So, but I, w- I want to modify the question. So okay. two people both doing that. Okay. What makes one practice better than the other? Still have the discipline. They're still, they're still rolling. Yeah. They both meet at the same time. They go over their pep talks. They do all the same stuff. They, they do everything on paper. It's like, yeah, that person does the same thing. Why is one get okay. better results? So I was thinking about that too. So I think um, next answer I'd give you, like mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's just the Jason versus Brandon. Well, answer here. the fucking question. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm supporting guys. Oh, hey, Chelsea. Hey, hey, thanks. <laughs> um, their, their communication styles, I think, and how they get across their message. So, okay. which can be very different, um, not right or wrong, but I think some not think, and I've seen many doctors that are doing that in a way, but their teams buy into what they're saying. Their patients buy into what they're yeah. saying. Their, their, their leadership style comes out more in those individuals. Yeah, I like it. Chelsea, what do you think? I think the people who are doing it at a higher level are, like you were saying, obviously discipline. Uh, if both people have the discipline, I think their passion comes through more and probably um, leading by example to inspire their teams. Like you were saying, Dr. Brandon, um, people are going to get more excited. And 
have more fun and do better when they're having fun doing what they love. So like I've worked for different types of people who are super excited when they're leading the team and getting everyone ready for the day and things like that. And then others that are like, all right, here's A, B, and C that we're going to do. Let's have a good day, you know? And so I think just letting your passion come through and having fun in what you do every day. Yeah, I, I think there's a good point you guys both hit on. And I would agree. I, the one caveat I'll give before I say what I'm going to say, which will, which will piss a few people off, but um, the one caveat is sometimes it's time, right? That that's the one excuse that's valid to me. Like some guy that's hustling that's been open two months just isn't going to be as successful as some guy that's been well, hustling right. for yeah. two years, right? So, mm-hmm. so sometimes it, it's just patience. <laughs> sometimes you got to wait it out and, and kind of, you know, show that you have the ability to, to do it over a prolonged period of time. That being said, take two people that have been open a year, right? And we see this all the time. This is what we do. We see people that have been open the same amount of time doing an incredible volume more than other people uh, and within our company and within other companies for sure. Now, the person that's doing the least amount in that may still be extraordinary and successful, but someone else is successful. So I think that you guys hit a good point, but I mean, the bottom line to me, and I was thinking about this this morning is, I, I mean, they're, they're, I'll just say they're getting outworked, right? And by getting outworked, I don't mean necessarily they, they're in the office longer, they don't sit in a chair longer, because I'm not one that thinks the universe, and I know the universe or the business universe doesn't reward people just for ass time. They don't care that you went to work for 15 hours a day. And we hear that too, because people are there like, I'm there at four in the morning. I don't leave till nine at night. And we're like, well, why the hell you do that? Yeah. Or that makes no sense. So you need to get out and enjoy your life. But, but I will say that they're just, when they're being outworked, uh, they're being out thought. People are being more creative. They're being out delegated. People know how to delegate to team more than them. Um, they may be less motivational. Other people are more excited or at least have an ability, like you said, Brandon, to get that across to their team. Uh, your ability to connect with patients, clients, staff is, is everything. And so I think that, you know, we can point fingers everywhere. They have better leads. They're a better location. They, we hear that all the time. The bottom line is they're just doing it better than you are. They're doing the same shit better. And so we can blame that away and justify it and feel better about ourselves. And that's great. If that's what you want to do, then do that. Or you can start to take a really serious look in and be like, I'm really happy with where I'm at. Or I'm not happy with where I'm at. But let's say you're like, I'm happy with where I'm at, but I'm sick of getting beat by these nine individuals, right? Or this one individual or whatever it is. Then you have to say, how do I go about my day, week, quarter, and year in a different mindset where I'm going to play at a higher level? And you'll find very rarely is the answer to work harder in your practice or in your business. It's going to be work harder on your practice or on your business and we say that all the time on this podcast, but it's everything. It's your ability to see things from 35,000 feet, make changes, see it as a leader, direct people, aces and places, all the stuff we say, but you got to make moves as a leader, not moves as a worker. So I got, that got me thinking too. Uh, it, it's, uh, I know you guys already know, but it's wrestling season, right? And you know, the, the state championships oh, and all God, the, March all the Madness. high schools around I'm the country. So excited. Everyone's pumped. About yeah. Four people are going to watch it. Yeah, no, I know you guys knew that, but I was yeah. just reminding you. I love singlets. Um, but as, as I was watching different results come in over the weekend as this postseason starts for wrestling fans to still follow, I think back on kind of what you just said of, of there was other guys in the gym in the morning. There's other guys that stayed late after practice, but there's a lot of little things like 
coach said, Hey, you're supposed to do 50 push-ups, and uh-huh. guys like crank out like 47 push-ups. Yep. Coach isn't counting, but he's right. watching you. And after after practice, it's talking about hydration. And nope, some guys are like, Yeah, I'll just drink water when uh-huh. I get a chance. But looking at all these little details about shit that really did matter to keep your body healthy, to keep you in the best shape you can. Uh, I remember going through this stuff when I was when I was competing myself. And back to sports, because we always love to go there. Yep. I think there's a lot of that. Because there's there's guys in the room doing the same stuff I was, same practices, same singlets they wore, yep. all the same stuff. But then why was there different <laughs> levels of success there? I yep. think you could relate this to football. Um, Any right, sport. You're, you're going to probably, probably drop in Brady or something, aren't you? I know, I know you. I've heard of them. Um, same th- stuff. They're doing the same plays even. So why is it that the Brady could leave it New England, go down and win another title down in Tampa? Yep. Uh, that's just crazy to me, but he demands that level of discipline, respect, communication, all the things we said, and can go down and reproduce a championship team down there. So I think those little details are huge on, on people that are doing the same stuff, but are they doing it at the high level with that fine, finite, infinite detail? Chelsea used to wrestle in high school. She did. Yeah, Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea did. <laughs> I did not wrestle. That was one sport she did. Chelsea's done every sport on the planet, but. I mean, I mean, to your point, yeah, this is the, this is the person that sits at the end of the weight bench and watches YouTube videos and has a 32 ounce coffee. Yeah. Right. And, and they're in the same gym. And then next to them is someone just busting out reps. They may be there half the time. And this person's like, I work out just as hard as that person. I'm here twice as long. Well, no, you're not like, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. your physique doesn't care that you're in the gym. Right. It doesn't care that you're, I wish that worked. Yeah. So I mean, then like, give me, yeah, let's go hot tub. Let's go all that. That's easy. But so, I mean, it's just, it, it's a good example of, it's not about time spent. And I think any creative person, any highly successful person is never going to be like, I spend more time than anyone else. They may say I outwork people, but no, when they say I outwork people, they don't mean they literally go to work longer than most people. They mean like they're laying in bed thinking about how to get better, how to make more money, how to build a bigger, better business. That's work. When they go home and have a glass of wine and talk it over with people and and jot down shit at the middle of the night because some great idea pops in, that's out working. So it's not I go to work longer than other people. Now, you may be a harder worker than other people. That's different. I do know people that have three jobs and like and and it's admirable in a certain way. Like I wouldn't want to do it. But yeah, if you work 16 hours a day, that's tough as hell, man. Good for you. But I would say that's not necessarily outworking people. That's just working more than other people, if that makes sense. It's interesting you say that because I've come across a lot of docs who've had late conversations on a phone call, right? I called up to see, you know, how was the day? What was going on with the team? And they're like, oh, I'm just finishing up at the office. I'm like, it's, right. it's 7.30. What, right. what are you doing? Like, it was at 5.30. I'm cranking stuff out, knocking x-rays, getting it all done, ready for tomorrow. I'm like, oh. why? And they, they really think like they're there to because they're working harder and it's, yep. and it's, that's good. And they're, but they burn out so fast and the results certainly didn't speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. They weren't doing any better than the office that kicked their ass before yep. and are sitting at home, like you said, having a glass of wine with their, their spouse. Right. So it, don't yeah. mistake that where just like dumb work that you just stick around and put in time that doesn't equate to success at all. That's- yeah. What are, so one question I have then is like, if you know, that you're doing all the right things and you know, someone else who's doing the exact same things as you, but they're outperforming you. Like, how do you kind of pull apart like areas that you can get better at then, you know, cause I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to be listening that are like, yes, I am doing all the same systems. I do show up early for pre-shift. I do finish everything before I leave. I feel like I'm pretty efficient, but like, how do you 
really pick apart the things that you can get better at or get more creative at or work smarter, not harder. I think that's probably like the the million dollar question of this whole episode. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. That's a million dollar question. But I mean, yeah, so that's that's the harder part of this is, okay, you're right. I'm getting outworked or outperformed. So how do I change that? And I mm-hmm. think that, you know, you have to start with where you're being outworked, like if you're honest with yourself. And so mm-hmm. it, it may be answers like, you know what, their staff is a lot better than mine, right? The people that work for them are smarter. They buy into it more like that. That's a valid reason, right? So, I mean, that's it. Uh, they have more new clients than I have or new patients in our world. Uh, more new people walk into their office than walk into mine. So you, you kind of break it down into why, what are they getting better results on that you're not? And then that's an easier thing to address than like, okay, out of this broad thing, how do I do things better? It's no, no. How do I get more leads, new patient leads or, okay, great. How do I hire a better staff? Right. Or how do I get patients to understand or clients if it's not a chiropractic office to understand what I do and buy into what I do and get their family. And there's just so many different things that this broad thing of being outperformed, outworked underneath that is like 80 different subcategories. And when you start to get those subcategories that I think Chelsea, you can start to address, okay, here's why. Now the most humble way to approach it is to call that person and just say, man, I admire the shit out of you for kicking my ass on a regular basis. Good for you. Um, just so you know, I'm sick of it and I want to beat you and, and, and stretch you to chase me. What do you see that I'm not quite getting done that you're getting done? And mm-hmm. when people are vulnerable like that and they can ask questions of people, not pretending that they have it all figured out, a lot of times good stuff comes out of that conversation. And, uh, you know, it makes the person feel good because they know you're watching them and you admire what they're doing, but it also serves notice that you're going to do whatever it takes to, to, to reach the next level. And yes, athletics, that's, that's part of it. And athletes do this all the time. How does that person work out? Who's their coach? Who are they working out with? What's their diet? Like all kinds of stuff that people ask to figure out why is athlete A better than athlete B? Um, Sometimes it comes down to genetics in that case, right? Sometimes you just, I could outwork a lot of seven foot centers in the NBA and do the same stuff they are. And I'll never be close to as good as it for obvious reasons. So, I mean, sometimes there's genetic things that come into play when it's athleticism, you know, a little bit, maybe in business, some people are genetically maybe better at speaking and stuff, but I feel like you can overcome all of that if Mm -hmm. you work your ass off and try to get better at what you do. But, but, you know, I think figure out the subcategories and then go to ask questions of the people that, that see that, uh, and maybe they can give you some advice. I think we've all three had this conversation with some of our top performers where we, we, we give out various awards and we track certain stats that really level the playing field for all of our clinics. Um, and several times, uh, one of our stats is the price per visit. What do they make when, when someone comes in their door? In some locations, even though top cream of the crop elsewhere, their price per visit, just one little stat was off or low. Mm-hmm. And then we just started to dive in and figure out, well, why is that happening? What's going on with that? Or there's charges being missed. But many of not won several awards that we've given up because of that one small stat. And we went back and told them, like, your practice is ridiculous. But if we could pick on one thing, if we could modify, change one thing, here's how you increase your price per visit. So th- they did what you just said. They were very humble about what could I do better? There's a practice mm-hmm. over here that I feel like I am better than. It's me on that. And I got to figure out how to correct those little stats. So I think opening your, your eyes up to things that you maybe don't even see, staff, 
stats, whatever it is that, that, that could be holding you back. Yeah. I think with any business too, you can look at your competitors and just see like, like you said, be humble and honest with yourself. Like what are they just doing way better than you? And whether you go to them or just go to their business and kind of observe and see, like not everybody has a company set up like ours where people are willing to let you shadow. They'll train you to get better than them and then hope that, you know, they can stay better than you. But I think you can still get into any of your any of your competitors and really figure out what areas are they doing so much better than you and then figure out what it is that they're doing different. Well, and learn analytics. I mean, numbers tell the story. So if you're not studying your numbers, and this isn't just in chiropractic, this is, I mean, in the restaurant world, we studied how many desserts per table do people sell? And what is the average ticket price per consumer that sits at your in your section? And how much do you do per shift? I mean, all that matters. And it doesn't matter at one table, one person, whether they buy an extra piece of cheesecake or not isn't a game changer. But if there's 80 servers that sell three extra pieces of cheesecake every single shift over the course of a year, it makes a restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. And so we do measure that. As a bartender, how many times did you upsell someone to a higher level of vodka, right? I mean, that's a really easy thing. A lot of times by just opening your mouth and mentioning, you know, what kind of vodka do you want with that? Not well. And you start to up sales in different ways like that. Um, way back in the day, uh, when I was in men's clothing, it was the same thing then. Like, if you sell a guy a suit, what do you sell with it? Do they buy five ties, three dress shirts, a belt, shoes, things like that? Or they just come and buy a suit because you didn't try to push anything. So, I mean, it's, it's everything. It matters. Details matter. And when you understand the analytics, the numbers that represent your business, whatever they are, whatever your business is, right, then, then you can look at those and pinpoint where there's opportunities. You can see where there's problems, too, and say, oh, God, that's a disaster, or you can just mm -hmm. say, you know what, man, if we upped this price per visit in your example by a dollar a visit, that's getting people more supplements that they need anyway. They're going to help them achieve their care. It may be another massage per month this person needs or something like that. It doesn't take much, but it changes the face of a practice. It takes you from good to great. And that's a big difference is in those little tiny details. When people focus on those, then they can make massive changes and achieve a higher level. That's what the higher level people are doing. They train other people to do that for them. Yeah. yeah. Thousands of visits a week in some cases, just that dollar starts out up super fast. Significant. I mean, even if it's a thousand visits a week at a dollar, right? It's your 4,000 more a month. That's 50 grand more a year. You just drop to the bottom line that didn't cost you an extra penny in overhead. Right. And that's a very modest change to some people can add 10 bucks a visit. Others people can add other visits. They can add other, I mean, doctors to see more people, things like that. So Chelsea and I get the same question every time from different people who are looking at joining our, our franchise um, that are non-doctors, for example. And they say, what's the, I, I'm reading all your data and I see there's, here's your top dogs and here's your bottom dogs. What's the big difference there? Is it, was it just a really shitty location for them? And, and it never is. All the variables are, right. are relatively the same exactly. And it comes back to these systems and following all the little details is really what I always, my answer is to them. Well, and, and if you have that, so let's say there's a valid thing, location. Um, we've had this happen before. Or someone says, yeah, well, that person gets, look how many new patient leads they have. I don't have near that. Okay, so are you going to write off success for the rest of your life because this person has more new patient leads or figure out why the hell that person has more new patient leads and how to tap into that? Is it a different company? Is it working with the company you have? Do you need to redo your ads? 
There's so many different things. Social media is such a great representation of this because our profession is filled with people that are like, I tried it. It sucks. It cheapens a profession. I never do. I don't, don't do that. Right. And then other people are just dominating this profession by maximizing that. And so I, I, I laugh all the time. I, I see that conversation take place four times a week, probably on social media about how people that run a promo are cheapening the profession and different things like that. In the meantime, these companies see 50 times what these people see and make more per visit and do so many more things for the profession and the patient that it's funny to watch. And when we can see it from our viewpoint, we're like, whatever, just keep saying that because we'll keep kicking your ass. And so, but I think that it's a good example of not only do you have to pinpoint what it is, then the main question is, what are you going to do about it? If it's location, then change location. If it's leads, then get more leads. If your staff sucks, then fire your staff. Like do what you need to do to make big moves. If you're afraid to make big moves, then you're not going to ever get that level where people are at because you don't make moves in business to be popular. You don't make moves in business to be comfortable. It's, you know, there's a lot of Mondays that you've made a move that are going to make that week tougher to find new team and do different stuff like that and answer questions and things like that. But if you have a like unrelenting pursuit of success and domination of your field, and you want to be the absolute best, and that's the only thing you'll ever want to be is number one, then you make moves that other people wouldn't be willing to do because you'll achieve things that they're not ever going to see because you made those moves they didn't. We've seen that pop up at our tribe meetings before too, where there's offices at the previous quarter says, yep, that's it. That's right. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. We're going to get that staff. When I get back Monday, it's happening. I'm going to let the staff member go. I'm yeah. going to change it. And then sure as shit, next quarter rolls around and some of the same stuff. Just that fear of action leads them right down the same path they've always been on. The ones kicking ass said, nope, we're changing it like tomorrow. Right. So, yeah. yeah and, it, and that's probably why we have some of our biggest weeks in our company the week after tribe, because people just get back and make moves that they should have made a long time ago. Yep. And a lot of times, some people, you're right, don't do it and say the same shit. Some people come back and did it and they're like, oh my God, patients were asking why we didn't do that sooner. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everyone stepped up. The front desk is so strong now. I actually enjoy going to work. Like you, you almost kick yourself for like, why didn't I do that a year ago? If your gut tells you something over and over, you got to listen to it. Yeah. Right? Not one day you're pissed and in a bad mood or something. But I mean, if every week you're like, that person's got to go, that person's got to go, that person's got to go, that person's got to go. So yeah. you got to make that. And it, yes, it may be tough, right? And make, do it as friendly to that person and as legally as you can and all that stuff. But bottom line is they got to go. And so that's what has to happen. But, but realize when you're like, Ooh, that's scary. Well, other people make that move and that's why they're beating you. And so either take that role on the bronze medal stand or not quite on the stand or realize I'm going to win a gold and I'm going to make bigger decisions than they make. And that that's why they're doing that. Um, and they make mistakes by the way. And, and they, regret it sometimes, by the way. And all the stuff that goes through your head when you go through that, that all happens as part of the process of being a, a mover and a shaker in whatever profession you're in. Gold medal, baby. Gold medal or nothing. What else is there? Not bronze. So I, what, I don't even know how long that was. And it's kind of a brief to the point. So we don't need to drag it on uh, longer. But I mean, here's the bottom line, right? If other people are beating you, they're outworking you. They're outperforming you. They're making moves that you're not. And they're doing shit that you're unable to do, period. And so make a change. But Chelsea, yeah. 
give me give me a last minute advice on how they do that and, and what's something they can do tomorrow to see if people are out outperforming them. Yeah, I think like you said, it is a it can be overwhelming if you think of it as a whole. So dial it down to a few topics to start with and look at your peers or your competitors and see what they're doing better and just figure out how you can um, level up to to pass them. I'm going to, I'm going to steal the details one. Hopefully it wasn't yours, but just those minor details. Like they're so important from the price per visit to the time you start to 47 pushups or is it 50 pushups you're supposed to do, right? right. So get the details down because the devil is in those details. It leads to a lot of success. Or is your nose touching the floor on your pushups or are you doing little elbow bends, right? right. Also the quality of them. So um, I'm going to stick with my idea of actually being humble and reaching out to the people that are kicking your ass. A couple of things are going to happen from that. One is the person is going to legitimately say, here's what I see you doing. And it's going to be a big aha moment. The other is the person is going to be a total asshole to you and make it hurt. And you're going to be so pissed from that. It's going to drive you at a level that you've never seen before. Either way is good, right? So you just let that person know, I really appreciate what you're doing. You're kicking my butt on a regular basis. Hey, do you see things in me, patterns in me that I, that I, need to change, you know? So uh, I didn't do this exact same thing with the CEO of our biggest rival, but I did call him and just say, Hey man, can we, can we go get a glass of wine. I'd like to take you out and see what's going on. And so I'm very successful. We do very good things. Other businesses do more than us. And I'm not okay with that. Um, you know, by the time I leave this, this, this planet, I, I want to have set records in this profession. And to do that, I need to see the people that are beating me, what they're doing that I'm not. So it, this, this goes for everybody. Right. Whether you're the top quarterback in, in the NFL or you're, you know, CEO or CFO or you're just an employee, like figure out what other people are doing to do it better than you. And when you're humble like that, I think you're going to really get uh, answers that lead you with some steps that you can take to, to achieve it. So. All right, guys, some time has come and gone. We appreciate you. I hope this is a reality check a little bit. Good timing. It's that time of year where resolutions are a little boring. They're kind of getting hard, like, eh, I'm pretty happy with my weight. I don't really need more money. What would I do with it? Like, so uh, don't let that ship creep in. Like, let's make this year incredible. Uh, so it's time to have a reality check, a little gut check. And instead of slowing down, let, let's, let's, let's shift into a higher gear and just floor it. So uh, thanks for listening. Share it with people. Uh, please Continue to communicate your questions, feedback, topics, ideas, et cetera. Uh, we want to take this podcast to the next level. Maybe we should call Joe Rogan and ask what he's doing that we're not. Mm, good idea. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Joe, Dr. B here. Who? I uh, never mind. No, sorry. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate you guys. We'll hear, uh, uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.